You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Herbert Marcuse was a German political theorist whose ideas have influenced scholars the world over, including Arnold Farr, a philosopher and social theorist here at the University of Kentucky. Farr is organizing a conference to gather Marcusean scholars and activists in Lexington this November, and the theme for this year's conference is emancipation, new sensibility, and the challenge of a new era. My name is Arnold Farr. I'm in the philosophy department, and I'm also a member of the Interdisciplinary Committee on Social Theory. And my research is uh, sort of broad. Um, I do German idealism, uh, Western Marxism, critical theory, philosophy of race, but I put it all under the rubric of what I call liberation philosophy. Could you explain what you mean by liberation philosophy? Yeah, liberation philosophy is kind of modeled after liberation theology, where the person who's interested in liberation reads the same text that everyone else reads, but from the perspective of the poor and oppressed, as opposed to entering the text with questions raised by people who may not be that interested in the liberation of the oppressed. Uh, so you sort of you see things in the text that other philosophers might not see. So you're more sensitive to the oppressive elements in a text, but also the liberation tools that you find in the very same text by the very same philosopher. So we're here today to talk about a conference that's a little ways off at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I know I'm probably going to say his name wrong. Is it Marcuse? Mar- yeah, Herbert oh. Marcuse. Okay, oh, the, Marcuse. Well, well yeah. his... Children and grandchildren, and their son and grandchildren now use Marcuse. Okay, so um, can you tell me a little bit about him as an individual and as a, a thinker? Well, he um, German-born um, and became a member of the famous Frankfurt School for Social Research. And the Frankfurt School, their primary mission was to sort of understand what is it about Western society that makes the working class not only more likely to not support the kind of revolution from which they would benefit, but to actually oppose such a revolution or such social change. And so they came together as an interdisciplinary group, um, people from a wide range of fields, from philosophy, sociology, aesthetics, um, economics, law, political science, you name it. And they worked as a team. And um, did research together and, and, and created a journal and published in that journal. And in the meantime, here Hitler comes to power, and they're all exiled to the U.S., with the exception of Walter Benjamin, who, who um, lost his life in, in transition, um, committed suicide as the Nazi forces closed in on him. Uh, but the rest of them made it to the U.S., and, and they set up camp here in various places. Some worked in D.C., uh, most of them set up at Columbia University, and Marcuse's son Peter is there now. Uh, some of them went out to California, uh, but they continued their work and continued to communicate as a, as a group. What happens in critical theory, let me mention this, and this is sort of set up you know, talking about the conference, is eventually they stop looking toward the working, well, not totally, but to some extent, they stop looking toward the working class for revolution. Not saying that the, the working class was incapable, that's not what they were thinking. But Makuza in particular um, began to notice the potential for revolution among other groups. And in his famous book, An Essay on Liberation, he talks about catalyst groups, various groups that 
could serve as a catalyst for bringing about social change. And you know, he talks about the civil rights movement. Um, he found a lot of hope in the feminist movement and actually wrote a famous essay called Marxism and Feminism. And so there are all these groups that are struggling for social justice. It's not all, rec- not all class related, but there are other things going on too. And the, the book ends with the chapter on solidarity, the importance of all these groups sort of working in solidarity to bring about social change. So what you have now is sort of a moving uh, beyond the working class. It doesn't exclude the working class um, to look toward other groups for, for social change. Is this conference really directed towards like intellectual, academic um, attendees, or is it going to be open to community members who are interested in attending as well? Yeah, I think I would like for it to be open to community members. Um, and, of course, you know, there are parts of the conference that would be purely academic and people may have no interest. Um, and then there will be other parts of it that I think people from the community would be interested in. The theme of this conference is Emancipation, New Sensibility, and the Challenge of a New Era, Theory, Practice, and Pedagogy. And um, I think we're asking for submissions as abstracts by June First, the last conference was held at the University of Pennsylvania in 2011, and the theme of it was critical refusals. Uh, Makuza has this term, the great refusal. He talks about the importance of simply uh, refusing the forms of repression and oppression that, that our society sort of forces on us. Do you know what sorts of groups you may be bringing in? Or you, do you have any activists lined up or any speakers lined up that have particular interests that you'd like to mention? I have speakers lined up, but they're all academic right now. Uh, the next step for me is to sort of get in touch with activist groups or lo- local activist groups, for example. So I want to sort of highlight Kentucky activism. Um, people from the gay, lesbian, transgender community I would like to have on board. People who are dealing with the problem of mountaintop removal, poverty, uh, those kinds of things. So I'm actually looking at the moment to see who I can bring in that sort of focuses on forms of activism in Kentucky. I make no bones about it. I'm a philosopher who's interested in social change. Of course, people claim that, well, as an academic or thinker, you ought to be apolitical or neutral. And my position on that is nobody's neutral. And I tell my students all the time, when a professor walks into the classroom, he or she has chosen texts. They've decided what's important, what you should know, what kind of things you should know to be an educated person. And all of that's a political act. Uh, either it's a kind of material that maintains the present oppressive status quo or works against it, and one has a choice to make. Uh, so my choice is to be openly political and openly strive to unify theory and practice. Thanks for listening, and thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, the Department of Philosophy, and the Committee on Social Theory for making this podcast possible. For more information about the International Herbert Marcuse Society and its upcoming conference, please visit www.marcusesociety.org.